Good morning. I'm James Holman from The Washington Post, and this is The Daily 202 for Thursday, December 19th. Here is an update from today's show. The House of Representatives voted last night to impeach President Trump on charges that he abused his office and obstructed Congress, branding an indelible mark on the most turbulent presidency of modern times. After 11 hours of fierce debate on the House floor over Trump's conduct with Ukraine, lawmakers voted almost entirely along party lines to impeach him. Trump becomes the third president in U.S. history to face trial in the Senate. On Trump's 1,062nd day in office, Congress brought a momentous reckoning to an unorthodox president who has tested America's institutions with an array of unrestrained actions, including some that a collection of his own appointees and other government witnesses testified were reckless and endangered our national security. All Republicans voted against both articles. Only three Democrats broke ranks. A fourth presidential candidate, Tulsi Gabbard, voted present both times because she said Trump should be censured instead of impeached. House Speaker Nancy Pelosi framed the day's proceedings through the long lens of history, reciting the Pledge of Allegiance and singling out the line, the Republic for which it stands. She wore black, and she hushed some of her members when they started to applaud after the vote to impeach. She wore a brooch that was a replica of the Mace of the Republic, the symbol for the power of the House. After last night's votes, Pelosi left open the possibility of delaying a procedural step that triggers the Senate trial, saying that she might not name the House impeachment managers and formally deliver the articles to the Senate unless Republicans, specifically Mitch McConnell, establish a fair process. She says what Republicans are talking about now, including calling no witnesses, is not fair. In doing this, Pelosi is effectively attempting to gain some leverage over the Senate's process for weighing the charges against the president. Wednesday's actions punctuated a quarter century of increasingly poisonous partisanship here in Washington, one that arguably began during Bill Clinton's presidency, was extended with rebellions against Presidents George W. Bush and Barack Obama, and is culminating in the Trump era. The intensity and polarization of the debate on the House floor vividly illustrated the extent to which leaders of the two parties now believe entirely different accounts of what occurred and are motivated by very different concerns. At times, they sounded almost as if they were representing different countries. Democrats characterized Trump as an immediate threat to the nation he was elected to lead, casting his actions as an unprecedented affront to American values. Republicans denounced those charges as unsubstantiated and called the process illegitimate, repeatedly accusing the Democrats of seeking to illegally overturn the results of the last election. Just before the House voted, Trump took the stage for a rally in Michigan where he rallied 10,000 supporters at a sports arena in Battle Creek. It was a muscular display of his political potency, even at the historic low point of his presidency. It was the end of a day of hyperbole. Trump got the ball rolling by saying that he was being treated worse than the people who got burned at the stake and drowned during the Salem witch trials. Congressman Barry Loudermilk from Georgia, a Republican, declared that Trump was given less due process than Pontius Pilate granted Jesus Christ before his crucifixion. Fred Keller, a Republican from Pennsylvania, also invoked Jesus' crucifixion, specifically when Christ, on the cross, asked God to forgive those who had wronged him. 
He read on the floor from the Gospel of Luke, chapter 23, verse 34, when Jesus said, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. It's a reflection of the cult of personality. And then, a few minutes later, Mike Kelly, the Republican from Pennsylvania, said Trump's impeachment was more akin to Pearl Harbor, noting that Franklin Roosevelt was standing in the same chamber when he called December 7th, 1941, a day that would live in infamy. Kelly said December the 18th, 2019 is, quote, another date that will live in infamy. Thanks for listening. I'm James Hellman. If you want to hear full episodes, find The Daily 202 wherever you get your podcasts. Thank you.